Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, happy Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're broadcasting from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg on a beautiful sunny afternoon here in South Mississippi. We're glad you're with us. Opening segment sponsored by our very good friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit right here in Hattiesburg. Justin and the gang, well, I'll tell you what, they cook delicious food seven days a week. You can enjoy the best barbecue in South Mississippi in the dining room. You can drive through and pick it up. Uh, Dickie's will deliver it right to your front door. However you choose, just be sure that you choose Dickie's Barbecue. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joining us a little later in the show, but we're really excited uh, today to uh have one of the really iconic figures in Southern Miss sports history back on the Eagle Hour today, Derek Hamilton, a member of the 1987 NIT National Championship basketball team, a great, great basketball player, and uh, we're really happy to have him on the Eagle Hour. Derek, I've always said this. I'd love to get your input. I'm an old Southern Miss guy, so I've been around a long time. The most exciting two weeks in the history of Southern Miss athletics uh, was the run-up to the NIT National Championship game. Right. Uh, that's a long time ago, so I'm glad you remember it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was an exciting two weeks. It's like uh, it's still a part of my life. We all are still on a group chat. All of us are still alive here on Earth. So I think that that, that means a lot that, that we're still here. So I, I emphasize to the guys we should talk and, and, and converse a lot more because uh, we're on the back nine life right now so it's still a special group of guys to me well, that's great that's great to hear when you're on a group chat does anybody get to chat other than casey fisher when he's on no uh actually jay ladner chats a lot on this i think oh. uh his influence of being back at southern and i think i have to give that to jay for jay and casey for bringing us back together as a collective group how about that all right, so Derek, when you heard that Jay Ladner had been hired as the basketball coach at Southern Miss, what were your thoughts, and have you had an opportunity to follow the team, and what would you predict for Southern Miss fans they're going to see with a Jay Ladner basketball program? I mean, first of all, I was elated that, you know, we finally, after all these years, brought someone back who had ties to Southern Mississippi in the past. I think that's important because, to know your future, you got to know the past. And, and Jay's interest and Jay's readiness to be the coach of Southern Miss, I thought, was evident. 
with the things he did in high school, junior college, and at the college ranks. So I just think it's a perfect mix for the whole university and the whole community. What What are your thoughts insofar as, as what we'll see as this program continues to unfold under Coach Ladner? I think we're going to see better recruits come in because he's a personable guy. He understands basketball. I think you're going to see a good brand of basketball because he understands the kids of 2020 and what's needed. And I just think the the fans need to get behind him and try to build something that we know can be built there because it has been there. So I think Jay's going to do a great job. It's his dream job. And when you got somebody who has a dream job, and he is a, an alumni, I think we need to use that to our advantage. We're going to get Luke here in just a second. I, I want to say this to you, though, Derek. You know, you, you said you're glad I remember, and I, I'm glad, too. I, I so feel so fortunate. I think I had front-row seats to some of the some of the great times in Southern Miss athletics. But try to put in perspective for people who might not know just how electric basketball was in your era uh, in Reed Green Coliseum. Um. I think we were way ahead of our time. Uh, I think Coach Turk was ahead of his time for allowing us to be ahead of our time, if that makes sense. I, I think like what you see small man basketball right now, three points, fast break dunks, we were doing that in 86 through 88. And uh, that's just the way we played. And Coach saw that we were comfortable in that, that nothing was stressed. That's how we played. We knew each other. He let us go with it, and I just think, I just think it was a great time. And I'm just happy that God put me in a position to be with those guys at that university at that time. Right, Luke, the great Derek Hamilton. Derek, so thankful to be able to talk to you today and, and coming on. I, I was just going back and looking at your four years at Southern Miss, and I think a lot of people uh, forget that your freshman year, when you and uh, Randolph Keys and Casey Fisher and and uh, some more of those guys, John White came in. You guys went seven and twenty-one that year, and then there was a turnaround. Uh, your sophomore year, seventeen games, and then the NIT year, and then you won nineteen games your senior year. What what was it about it that that changed it that quick? Going from seven, you won ten more games your sophomore year, and then it just went up after that. Well, uh, my freshman year, I was the only freshman that didn't play. I mean, Coach Turk put me on the bench to teach me a lesson because I came in with the idea that college was just, hey, let's get here, let's enjoy it. And he taught me that, you know, being punctual, being on time. And i never forget Coach McInnes, Robert McInnes, we were walking up the tunnel one day, and he said, Derek, if you stick with us, you're going to be a great player. And I never forgot that. And I, by the end of the season, I started going into the Metro Tournament and never came off the floor again. So... I think that was my experience, but for the rest of the guys, we we did everything together. One person going to a party, all of us are going, meaning the the guys who came in with me, Casey. If one person were going to Jackson, we were all going to Jackson. If we were going to a football game together, we all hopped in the car and we went together. So I think when you got brotherhood like that and you know how the other man is thinking, it makes basketball very, very easy. It's pretty amazing that in the 85-86 season, the 86-87-87-88, you, Keys, Fisher, and White all averaged double digits. And I, I know we're thinking about when Coach Turk, uh, you know, we'd beat them 105 to 101. But that, you know, that's kind of unheard of in, in games today, especially in college ranks, where you have four players that average double digits every single night and for the entire season. 
And it wasn't just double digits. I think it was between 15 and 19 points. So that that's significant. But like I said, it was no selfishness. It's like we played to win, and the way you do that with a closed fist, not just a thumb or fingers. You're much stronger when you close your fist. And I've, I taught that to my kids, and now I've worked with – a lot of NBA players and stuff like that with my development company. And, and, and I teach the same principles that I learned from, from Southern Miss. My dad and I were talking uh, in the car the other day, and I was I was a little kid, so I was at those games. I just don't have uh, the memories that that you and Bob do. But Dad was talking about the time that Coach Turk would throw his uh, you know throw his jacket and just sling it. And how much of his intensity and passion rubbed off on you guys? Uh, I think. As we got older, the less intense he was because he knew what the group was doing. He knew that we were good, and he knew that we knew we were good. So I think because losing brings out different stresses for a coach, and and he always tried to be calm because you're only as good as your sideline boss. So you don't want to be all hysterical and all over the place because that's how your kid's going to react. So I think – he found out that we were able to self-discipline ourselves, and the more I was in college, the less relaxed he got. The more relaxed he got, sorry. Derek, I had the good fortune uh, in the early and mid-'80s to do television sports, and I got to travel with a basketball team a good bit and really got to know Coach Turk, uh, I think, very well during uh, that period of time. Uh, I've all, In my view, he is the iconic coaching figure in Southern Miss history. I I just don't know that I ever met a kinder man, a funnier guy, a better guy. Uh, and that was from the perspective of a reporter that was covering him and his basketball program. When you think back on MK Turk, what are what are the words that come to your mind? Changed my life. He changed my life, giving me an opportunity. I was not highly recruited. Coach saw me at an all-star game at the end of my senior year. And he thought that I was good enough to come to Southern Miss. Other than that, I was probably being junior college or in the Air Force or something. And that's an honest story. And uh, he saved my life. He saw something. Not saved my life. I mean, I wasn't a strange person. But he, he saved my basketball life and gave me an opportunity to be successful and to be a pro and things of that nature. But Coach Turk gave me that opportunity. And I'm always grateful to his family and him for that. But like you said, he wasn't intense, so when you tell me intense, I, it's like he was a funny, jovial guy who I could just go to the office. You know, guys said that I was his pet because I was a film junkie. I would go in and watch film with Coach. We would sit there, and he knew that I knew everybody's job, and he put that pressure on me without putting pressure on me, like, Derek, we need this. I need you to do it. So I think that that went a long way with his relationship and his trust with me. I think you and I share the same sentiment. He was just a real special man. Yes, he really, really was. And a lot of people, like when you said throwing his jacket, I might have seen that twice. You know what I'm saying? But he's only human. (laughs) Right. All right, Derek, we're going to hold you over. You're willing to stay. Uh, Athletic genes, uh, Luke, uh, they run, don't they? Uh, Derek has a son that is a starter for Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we thought that uh, Kyle might be announcing his intentions to move to uh, to Southern Miss, but uh, that was just a rumor out there in the ether. It, w- it won't take place. <laughs> All right, Derek, uh, we're going to talk to you about your son. I know you're very proud of when the Eagle Hour continues with Derek Hamilton on the Eagle Hour. 
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Glad you're with us on a Tuesday afternoon. Bob and Luke from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Wherever you're tuned in across the state or on the Internet, uh, we really appreciate uh, you being a part of the Eagle Hour each and every day. Heath Hinton's coming up in just a few minutes, but we wanted to continue our conversation with Derek Hamilton, former basketball great at Southern Miss. And Derek, you had this uh, you had this incredible experience being on these iconic Southern Miss basketball teams. That's something I'm, I'm sure that you still remember. But you've also had the experience of watching your son Tyler play college basketball at the University of Pennsylvania, and now your son Kyle Hamilton is playing football for Notre Dame University. What has this ride, what has this part of your life with your two sons been like? Uh, it's the best part. It's the best part. Uh, you don't know how to love until you can be married, you can be all this other stuff, but until you have a kid and 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 they're, they're doing things growing up, that's, that's a different love. You like, it's, I can't explain it, but to have two kids to be successful at sports and also be great kids and great students, uh, I couldn't ask for anything more. Right. You don't go to the University of Pennsylvania or Notre Dame without being a student first. Am I right about that? Oh, you're right. You know, it's like my, myself and my ex-wife, when our kids, when I found out that they were good, pretty athletic, you know, we're already sending them to very strong academic schools, so... I was like, hey, let's use this to get them into, you know, Penn, Princeton. Both of my kids had chances to go to all Ivy League schools. And I think that separates you from being an athlete because, you know, sports only last so long. But if you happen to be good at it and have a great degree, I, I think that's the best of both worlds. Right, And your son, Kyle, looks uh, destined for the National Football League. Yeah, Kyle was a freshman All-American. He's ranked the number two safety in the country as a true sophomore. And he was the second team AP All-American and all-sports writers first team All-American. So, yes, Kyle, is he's a great football player. I Like I was saying off air, I didn't know that my son was that good. You know, you just surround somebody all the time, and he just keeps ascending. And I was like, oh, hell, well, I guess he is that good, so I have to go with it. All right. Have you begun the, the, the thought or the process of, of counseling Kyle uh, in, in regard to what professional athletics, all the all the glory, the publicity, the money, the intensity, have you had an opportunity or is it too early to start talking to no, him about uh, that? Like, like I said off air, I've been, I have a player development company that I've worked with 12 first-round draft picks in the NBA, and his godfather is Bob Whitfield from the Falcons and Jamal Anderson. So Kyle has been around professional sports, both of my kids, all their life. So the money part, the fame, they already live a good life. So for them, it was just a natural natural progression. Like, this is Uncle Bob. This is Uncle Jody. This is Uncle Derek Anderson. You know, all these guys are all my clients and friends. So my kids had an opportunity to grow up in that atmosphere. So I think for him, it's just a natural progression. It's nothing new. Uh, Good stuff. Luke? Yeah, I was going to ask you, Derek, you know, you talked about how uh, Coach uh, Turk taught you that lesson your freshman year. Apparently, uh, Kyle got that lesson before he went to Notre Dame, right? Uh, Kyle's a totally different beast than his dad, you know what I'm saying? His dad was 
fun-loving. Kyle's fun-loving, but he's a super serious kid. They just lost to Alabama the other day. He was in the weight room on Monday. They lost on Friday. He was in the weight room working out on Monday. And I told him, I was like, yo, that's what makes you different. You know, you lost in the semifinals, and you're in the gym on Monday working. And he was in there today also. So we work. That's how peacetime is in the gym. We still work out together and stuff. You talked about, you know, uh, you're telling us off air just the experience it is. Our, our listeners love not only Southern Miss, but, man, they love college football. And you were telling us off air just how special it is, you know, game day. Not this year because of the atmosphere and, uh, you know, there wasn't hardly any fans anywhere they could go. But you were telling us last year, Kyle's freshman year at Notre Dame, how cool of a college football experience it is there on game day. Oh, it's like, I thought it, I thought it was a joke before Kyle got to Notre Dame, but it's just a – it's a different place, and you can feel it when you walk on campus. You can feel it in the stadium. You know, I'm from the South. You know, I grew up an Alabama fan. I'm still an Alabama fan until they played the other day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to this day, and my kids know it, and Notre Dame knows it. But I have to go with blood if Alabama plays Notre Dame. But it's like coming from the South, everything is so uh, intense. At football games. At Notre Dame, it's like you got ushers walking around saying, hi, welcome to Notre Dame. Hi, how's your time at Notre Dame? Hi, welcome to Notre Dame. You don't get that in the South. You know what I'm saying? You can't have Mississippi State and Southern Mississippi guys sharing a tailgate. You know, Notre Dame, you don't have <laughs> No, you drunk, can't. You don't, you, don't, you don't have drunk, belligerent people cursing. You know, it's just, it's just not that. It's just the hallowed grounds, as they say, and you know, the connection, the people I've met there, you know, you got people that own every type of business, every company, Fortune 500. It's just like they told my son, it's four for 40, four years for the next 40 years. So it's just a special, special place. So if you ever get a chance, people out there listening, they go up to South Bend. I don't care if you like Notre Dame football or not. It's just something that you have to do. And they're the most hated team in America. I don't understand why. It bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> We uh, we were we were joking with you off air uh, before the segment. No, we have a uh, a sponsor called Four Street Bar and Grill, and then we go over there remotes a lot. And I was telling you about that famous poster, and it is the four of you. It's Keys, Fisher, uh, <laughs> White, and Hamilton. And uh, you said from the the very beginning that your kids could talk. They see the same things that we do. It is the short length of the shorts of the style in 1987, Derek. Yes, my kids call them ass cutters. So, <laughs> but I, and, and, and I, I can say that on the radio. It's twenty twenty. Right. But uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was a different time. And you see now, you see a lot of NBA guys starting to wear short shorts. I don't understand it because it, I kept pulling them down. But uh, yeah, man, that was the old days. My kids that posters in my weight room in my house and my kids are like bro i can't believe you had those on so that's pretty funny all right derek what are you doing now let our let our listeners around the state know exactly uh, what you do in atlanta uh when i retired as i was working as playing basketball my agent saw something in me that i never saw in myself he started telling me hey learn how to play golf learn how to do this so i'm doing all this stuff you know and uh he wanted me to be, be a player development for his agency so after my year grad, after I retired, he told me he sent me two two guys from Europe to train and get ready for the draft. And it was Micah Pietras and Anderson Verjao, and both of those guys were in the first round. 
And I guess I had a talent that I didn't know that someone saw in me. So I have a player development company where I work with NBA guys and a lot of younger guys. I help 80 guys get scholarships to college. You know, a lot of that is voluntary. You know, I do that stuff for them. But I do have a company where I work with NBA players like Iman Shumpert, Derek Anderson, Jody Meeks. I work with everybody across the board. So that's what I've been doing for 15, 18 years. Derek, put in perspective, what, this has been some journey from the day you walked on the campus at Southern Miss to, to where you are now with your business, your professional career in basketball, your kids. Quite a journey, am I right? Oh, it's a great journey, and, and we're not done yet. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot more living to do, a lot more golf to play, a lot more kids to help. So it's just like I try to be an extension to our olive branch to kids who are trying to understand their way and figure their way out, and you know, then the pros who already know it, know what they're doing, but you can always be coached. You know, I think guys can always be coached, and I'm not the nice coach. I'm the butthole. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell my guys, when you step between these lines, I'm serious. Once we get out here, I can be laughing. So I think as long as you do that with your players, you give, them the, give them the punch in the chest, but you hug them at the same time, I think they can respect that, and that's the way that I think about even working with pro athletes, they want to be coached. And they don't want you to just let them come in the gym and shoot 20 shots and leave. That'll never happen with me. I'm going to bust your butt from the time we walk in till we leave. And then when you cash your check twice a month, you'll know what you're working for. And I think it's not. Willis Reed told me when I was with the Nets, this is the best job you can find. If you have another one, let me know. You work for an hour and a half, two hours, you get paid for the full day. So right. that made a lot of sense to me. You know, when you're out, nightclubbing or whatever, you're on the clock, you get paid. When you're out on a date with your girlfriend, you're getting paid. So the least that you can do is come in here and work two, three hours a day. So that's my mentality, and I pass it along to my kids. And like I said, Kyle got off the plane on Friday night from Dallas, got in his car, drove to Atlanta the next day from South Bend, and he was in the gym on Monday lifting weights. Well, there you go. Derek, it is always a great pleasure to have you on our show. You're just a standout person and truly one of the icons of Southern Miss sports history. And uh, we wish you and your family nothing but the best and, and our tremendous thanks for you taking the time to talk to us. No problem. You can invite me anytime. I like to talk. I like the format. So if you need another guy to get on and uh, have some fun on the radio, I'm always here for you guys. Count on it, Derek. We appreciate you, brother. All right. Be blessed. Southern Derek Miss. Hamilton, everybody. Wow. What, what a great guy. What an impressive man. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Great time visiting with Derek Hamilton. That great freshman class of 1984 and uh, played with Casey Fisher, Randolph Keys the entire way through. His son Kyle starting safety for Notre Dame. Likely be in the 2022 NFL Draft. Derek's saying that he could 
come back on anytime. And and Bob, you told me during uh, the commercial break you know, th- that's why we did the show, and that's why we have the show. It's interviews like that that right. uh, really tell it uh, the the way Southern Miss is and and what it stands for. That that interview is what this show is all about. I completely agree. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill. They had a homemade hamburger steak with broccoli cheese casserole today. Could get another side and a drink for eight ninety five. Only four episodes left of Alex Trebek being the host of Jeopardy. Uh, that's going to be shown during happy hour today. Uh, NFL playoffs coming up and the national championship next Monday. You can uh, see it all and experience it all at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Heath Hinton from Big Old Nation joins us as he does every single Tuesday. And Heath, uh, you put out on social media, got a little... Got a little few days away to the Smokies. Had a good time? Man, it was great. Uh, You know, nothing like spending New Year's up there with all the lights. And then we got there, and there was still a little bit of snow on the side of the hills and everything. So, uh, you know what? It was a beautiful time, but, man, need to get away. But glad to be back and uh, glad to be talking Southern Miss, that's for sure. All right, Bob has kind of an end-of-the-year, beginning-of-the-year question, so proceed, Mr. Getty. All right, here you go, Heath. 2020's gone, thank God. Uh, I don't think any of us will miss 2020. So I want you to look back in 2020, and I want you to tell our listeners what was, A, the lowest moment of 2020 in Southern Miss Athletics, and B, more importantly, the high moment, the best moment of 2020 at Southern Miss. The lowest moment to me was the fact that in the spring, uh, the school shut down athletics, especially, you know, with baseball starting off 12 and 4. I, I think that, you know, some good things were happening there with a young group. I know Coach Ladner leave. I'm not Coach Ladner, I'm sorry. Ooh, with uh, Coach Hobson leaving was a low moment. But I think that right there was a gut shot. And, and that situation there, not being able to go watch sports, not being able to do normal things in life, I think that was the start of such a low moment and such a down downward spiral of 2020 when you didn't have sports, when you couldn't you couldn't go watch sports, you didn't have championships, conference tournaments, the NCAA basketball tournament. I, I think that was a low point and a high point. To me, was uh, my high point was watching a Southern Miss football team who battled through so much and went through so much. Players opting out, and then the uh, players opting out in the middle of the season. A coach, you know, leaving them after the first game. Uh, going through three different head coaches in one season, and those kids coming together and winning the last game of the season against the team who. You know, could have been playing for a Eastern Division championship and did go to a bowl. So to me, that was the highest moment of twenty. All right, you're never coming back on the show because you stole my two right there. You're 100 percent right, brother. <laughs> you're right. You're 100 percent right. Losing the baseball season was the low moment of the year, and the the best moment of the year for me was watching those kids beat Florida Atlantic. Now, what do you say, Luke Johnson? 
I was going to say the low moment was, uh, for me at least, was the first and second quarter and, and the third quarter of the South Alabama Ooh. game. And it was because I was in the press box and, you know, I'm looking down there and Ross Dellinger's from Sports Illustrated and the Atlantic's there. And then, of course, you know, all of us that cover Southern Miss and so much hype. And you believe this is our year and they go out 13 to nothing on us and the night never got any better. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a sinking feeling as, as tough as some of the other losses were throughout the season. I mean, that night we, that is the, the trade off to having all eyes of the universe upon you at that moment. I mean, uh, to, to quote our good buddy Stump Taylor, you know, Eagles lay big eggs and that was a big one. So that, that was for me. Um, I, I do certainly see it was pretty inspiring to see the 45 to 31 victory, but, but for me, it was uh, it was sitting in Reed Green Coliseum, uh, seeing Will Hall uh, be announced as the new head coach, and it's everything that went about that. Seeing how the players responded, seeing how the fan base has has responded, and hearing from a guy that is from Mississippi saying, "Hey, no more excuses. We're going to win, and we're going to do it right." Uh, the transparency of his personality um, that he displayed while coming on this show and others, that, that for me was the highest part of the year. And I can't really argue with that. I'm going to tell you guys, what today was a big day because uh, if, I don't know if you, any of you heard this, but the governor announced today a really expedited schedule of getting COVID-19 vaccine to Mississippians. And he's talking now about big chunks of the general population beginning to get the vaccine in the next two or three weeks. If that holds to be true, that means this is going to be in effect in time for baseball. And you know what, Heath Hinton, that would be a glorious day, would it not, to kick off the baseball season and know that the beginning of the end is really underway about this virus in our state. It sure is. In fact, uh, you know, I talked to Jeremy McLean today about uh, baseball ticket sales, and I, and I asked him, I mean, they're going to sell tickets. And I asked him, I mean, do you know how many you're going to sell yet? Do you know uh, about the rooms, what it's going to look like? And he said, no, we're waiting uh, two, three more weeks, somewhere close to the end of the month, and then we're going to reevaluate. We're going to see where we stand there. But uh, I think they're waiting to see what happens with this, uh, the whole COVID, um, you know, I think they're waiting to see if this stuff actually works. And if it does and everything's looking good, man, wouldn't it be great to see the people again in Green Green College before the end of the year? Oh, man. I mean, let's just be honest. I I put out yesterday on Twitter, I said, uh, January for Southern Miss baseball fans is like, you know, August for NCAA football fans. Right. That's what Southern Miss fans, they're really excited about baseball. Of course, basketball is humming along right now. I mean, people just need, people are excited about the new year and what appears to be a great duration that Southern Miss is heading in. Did he talk to you when you were talking to Jeremy? Did he give you any indication of whether or not they're looking to start at a normal time or do you think the season may be pushed back a bit? Don't know just yet. Uh, hopefully, I didn't get any information. I didn't ask him about that. I just didn't have enough time. I only asked him a couple of questions. But uh, from what I hear, they they kind of maybe already have a tentative schedule, but they're not prepared to release it yet. Right. So uh, I think we'll know more about that in the next week or two for definite. So, Luke, if all this happens and, and baseball kicks off and everybody's gotten the vaccine and all this nightmare is behind us, are you committing on the air today to taking me and Heath out for a steak dinner anywhere of our choice? 
Luke? He got real quiet about well, I mean, I'm telling you what, yeah. you start talking I mean, like con, that to con, Luke. Considering, and, considering <laughs> for four years we've been promised birthday presents from Campus Bookmark, and uh, I don't recall that ever happening. And when I do get one, it's these it's these uh, in mass Eagle Hour shirts that we give away at remote. So uh, right, right, right. look, we, we'll be we'll we'll go we'll French. Uh, we'll just pay for our, our Dutch, whatever it is, whatever European yeah. country it is. Right. Heath, um, about a minute and a half left. Give me your impressions of the basketball team this past weekend, and and I guess more importantly, we talked about it yesterday, what impact or non-impact did you see playing back-to-back games uh, affect the Eagles? I think what you saw was, look, UTEP is a very good team. Let's not mistake this. I've, I've said I think they're one of the top four teams in Conference USA this year. I think the way Southern Miss won the first game, not quitting, being down seven with 45 seconds left, showed a lot of points from this team. It's going to be hard for anybody to beat a team two days in a row. It's going to be very difficult. I think that division winners in basketball this year maybe be two or three games above 500. That's it. Because of this schedule, it's just going to be very difficult. What you have to do is you have to you have to get one or two home sweeps. Now, or you get to play, you know, a, a team that's not very good in Conference USA, and you've got to sweep them. When you have those teams come in, you have to sweep them. But I think it's going to be very difficult for anybody to go on the road and win two games. So it's when you get a team that's not very good at home, you have to sweep those two. Mm-hmm. Because, look, and this – Schedule is not going to benefit Conference USA getting more than one team in the NCAA tournament. It's going to be a one big league because of the way that uh, records are going to play out because of this scheduling. So I, I think, you know, splitting against really good teams is what you want and sweeping the teams that aren't so good is going to be important. All right, Heath, how can people join Big Gold Nation? I uh, mean, you go join Big Gold Nation, go to uh, southernmiss.rivals.com or just Google Big Gold Nation. Join uh, $8.99 a month right now. We have a lot of fun. I just posted uh, an article about, you know, 2021 and how excited people are about 2021 and what to expect going forward. We get basketballs on as well, baseball, I think. I don't know about you guys, but I think not only at Southern Miss, but I think because of all the returning players, this may be some of the best NCAA baseball we have ever right. seen be played this year. I think it's going to be amazing, and I can't wait for that to start. Hopefully, the feet will be full. Nothing like spring at Pete Taylor Park. And uh, man, some of the fans make that place special. That's for sure. All right, Heath. Thank you much. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, everybody. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Fourth segment brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg. ToyotaHattiesburg.com. You can view their entire inventory. I mean, it's great uh, to, to not just go on a lot and see cars in person, but, man, go online and 
whittle whittle that want list down a little bit, and then you can go see the the car of your dreams in person. Toyota Hattiesburg can help you the entire way. Toyota Hattiesburg, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. A beautiful day here in South Mississippi. Hopefully the weather is just as great wherever you are. A couple of notes. Southern Miss freshman Jerron Pierre, Conference USA Freshman of the Week, for the second time of this season. Uh, he came in and, and really uh, forced overtime in that first UTEP game and then uh, played really good defense. He is seventh in Conference USA in field gold percentage right now right a shade under 58 percent eighth in minutes and he tops all uh, freshmen in those both of those ranks he's second on the team right now averaging 11 and a half points per game and coach ladner said that uh, pierre would would be could possibly be one of the best players to ever come through hattiesburg and the biggest recruit out of new orleans and you know you look at some of those juco players like pinkney and johnson that you thought would be the instant uh you know guys that would make the most impact immediately but pierre is so congratulations to jaron pierre conference usa freshman of the week for the second time uh in only uh through nine games of the season also some uh news out of the nfl former southern miss star kaylin reed called up to the active roster of the Tennessee Titans uh, this week. Of course, Titans getting ready to take on the Ravens this coming Sunday in the wild card. So, uh, Kalen Reed, Southern Miss, always like it to see when those guys um, get pulled up. And he does have the distinction. He was the Mr. Irrelevant in the 2016 draft. So, you know, you always get awards when you do that? that. But Kalen Reed will be active this Sunday in the wild card. Bob, let's talk about the wild card. I think you're really excited. I don't think you're even going to see your family at all this week. So you much know, football's this is for a guy like me. This weekend is about as close to heaven on earth as it can get. Six, Luke, count them. Six NFL football games, uh, playoff games this weekend, including, I might throw in, the NFC Eastern Division champion, Washington football team, Redskins, versus the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady and the Bucks. How do you see that playing out, Luke? Well, um, it's at, it's at, at Wash. It's at FedEx Field. Let me just say that. And Bob, who knows? I mean, you and I maybe could get box seats even in pandemic for for thirty five bucks or or uh, whatever it is. Tampa Bay is only an eight and a half point uh, favorite in this one. Um, you know, you you think of it, the Bucks will will probably have. Uh, you know, the favorite and should win. Right, what What right. is going to be the case, what you said yesterday, if Sweat and Young can get pressure on Brady. Brady has never been mobile. Even when he was 24 years old, he wasn't mobile. Uh, and, you know, if they can force him into some throws, uh, the Buccaneers have a tremendous receiving core, but it's going to be right. all up front if uh, Washington defensively can, can dominate and force maybe Brady into some bad throws. Like well, the well, let me say this as a life long Redskins fan. It's just just been a good year. You know, you you got great admiration for Ron Rivera battling through cancer. Uh, If Alex Smith is not the toughest guy in the National Football League, I just just don't know what you have to do uh, to have that. And uh, any time, let me tell you this, Luke, when you're a Redskins fan, any time you beat Philadelphia twice and you beat Dallas twice in the same year, it's a Super Bowl season, whether you even make the playoffs. So, uh, and then to knock the it's Giants impressive. out and break their hearts like that—it really, from a Redskin perspective, doesn't get much better. 
you you certainly made your point with the teams of the NFC East. Right. What I've been amazed about, and, and I was thinking about this watching some of the Browns game the other day, so there's 12 teams right now um, playing this weekend. Nine of the 12 playing, okay, mm-hmm. have 11 or more wins. Then yeah. you've got a 10-win team. And then you've got the eight and eight Rams or eight and eight Bears who play the Saints, and then you've got Washington at seven and nine. I don't. That's got to be close to being a record for the most wins among playoff teams. I mean, most of the time, a division winner will have twelve, maybe thirteen, or or maybe eleven. Some some division winners are ten and six. You've got you've got seventy five percent of the of the wild card teams playing this weekend who have eleven wins or more. Pretty astounding. Right. I'm gonna tell you who I think has got the worst draw of the playoffs or the or the Browns to have to turn around the second you know, two weeks in a row and play the Steelers with all their starters. I I think that's tough, tough, tough. I think the Saints got the best draw. I think the Saints will destroy the Chicago Bears. I think Luke, that's a mismatch. Yeah, I mean the Saints are ten point favorite, but you know who's going to play, who's not going to play. That's the thing about the Saints. If they'd had a full uh, full deck, you know they'd have probably beat the the Chiefs earlier in the season. I I think if if everybody is healthy for uh, the Saints, that they are, I think they'll beat the Packers. You know next time around, um, if if they've got everybody. But yeah, I'd certainly see them beating beating the Saints. And I think all of America outside the state of Pennsylvania is pulling for the Browns against the Steelers. No question. And I'm gonna just tell you this, Luke. I think you're gonna like this. I foresee a New Orleans Green Bay NFC Championship game. I like it. I like it. <laughs> hey, our it's thanks. Cold at Lambeau. Our thanks uh, to Derek Hamilton and to Heath Hinton for making this a great show today. One, I, I can't tell you how much uh, I enjoyed the show today. I hope you did too, and I hope you'll come back tomorrow at 1 o'clock when we do it all over again. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.